Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the volume The Draymond Green Show is presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props. A lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. FanDuel now live in Ohio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. This is a special episode. It's our 60th episode. I feel like every 10th episode, you kind of feel like you're getting somewhere, like the library is growing for content for you to go check out. If you've missed some along the way, you can go back and check them out, especially the interviews. Uh, Those, you know, on a day-to-day, we may be talking about things, games, where you're like, all right, I don't need to go back to listen to that. But the interviews... The interviews will be good five years from now. It'll be good 10 years from now. So you definitely go back and check those out. But like I said, I just feel like every 10th episode, it's like it's like a celebration. So we're here to celebrate today. And then when we get to 75, 75, we, Jackson, we got to do something special for episode 75. Maybe, uh, maybe like a five-minute interview with a fan or something like that. Like 75 got to be special. So look out for that. This will be a great episode. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the Dubs' last few games. It's been three close games. Unfortunately, we've lost two and won one on games that we probably should have won all three. So we'll get into that. We will get into the Rui trade. Uh, The Lakers and Wizards agreeing to a trade. The Lakers and Wizards seem to have a thing going. A lot of players have been going back and forth from there. It's been interesting to see. I am not implying that anything weird is going on, by the way. I'm just saying it's been a lot of trades going back and forth from there, which also, you know, means there's some good chemistry in between those two front offices, and that's okay. That's not anything wrong. But we're going to discuss how this trade affects the Lakers. Does it get the Lakers over the hump? Do they still have the same issues? I'll give you my opinion on that, and then we'll also look ahead to 
Wednesday's game versus the Memphis Grizzlies. If you love the dubs, you know that January is a key month for us. Big matchups at home against Phoenix, Brooklyn, Memphis, and on the road against teams like Boston and Cleveland. Gonna be a lot of fun to watch on television, but what if you actually could be at those games? For last minute amazing deals on tickets, not just to the Dubs games, but your favorite NBA team, check out Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the US. And it doesn't stop with the NBA. Game Time has tickets to the NFL playoffs, NHL, and college basketball games. Even concerts and comedy shows too. So if you're in New York and you wanna go see the Knicks take on Cleveland or the Lakers, Game Time has you covered. Or if you want to see Adam Sandler live tonight, this weekend, anytime soon, download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code GREEN in all caps for $20 off your first purchase. Terms may apply. Again, create an account, enter the code GREEN, that's G-R-E-E-N, for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Before we get into that, today is the first day of something new that we're going to be doing here at the Draymond Green Show, uh, part of the Volumes partnership with Amazon Amp. Every week, our top of show, which is this episode, uh, will be premiering live on Amazon Amp, and then it will go on to all the normal podcast platforms and on YouTube. So for those that's been listeners and subscribers since day one, you'll still get it. You will just have the opportunity to sign up for Amazon AMP and hear it live. If not, you can still go check it out the same way you li- you've always listened to your podcast. So don't worry about, or watch your podcast. So don't worry about that. It's just really uh, for those that like to see things live, it'll give them the opportunity to check it out live. No harm, no foul, but I think it is an absolutely incredible thing, fun. I personally like to see things live as well. So um, you have that option, and I think that'll be great. So if you want to be one of the first listeners, go download Amazon Amp on your phone and search Draymond Green. But make sure you're still subscribed to the show, as I said, wherever you get your podcast. And subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel because our guest episodes will not be on AMP. And they will only be on those places that they've always lived. So make sure you're subscribed there to check out the guest interviews. They're always fun. We also got some great great guests lined up. So make sure you check that out. But now let's get into the show. Uh, we'll start, like I said, with the three close games of the dubs. The first one being the Boston Celtics. Let me remind you, Jackson wanted to bet on that game, which is a bet he, if we bet, he should have lost. And the reason being is that is easily a game that we should should have won. I'd say a game we dominated for 42 minutes, 41 and a half minutes. At about the six and a half minute mark, we lost our minds. Um, we started turning the ball over. We start messing up switches. We start giving up easy stuff on the defensive end. We stopped um, executing on the offensive end. It's almost as if we're like, okay, we got the game won. As if that's not a team that we just met in the NBA Finals. 
six months ago, seven months ago. Meaning they're not quitters. You don't get to the NBA Finals if you're quitters. Never going to lay down. That game means too much to lay down. And not that it means more than one game in the win or loss column on on the score sheet. I mean, on, on you know, as far as the records go. But it just meant so much more from a standpoint of, you think that's a team we could meet in the NBA Finals again. And you think mentally what that does if you dominate them in the NBA Finals, win three in a row, you then dominate them on, I think it was December 11th-ish, the last time we played for the first time this year. And then you go to, to, to Boston, and regardless of what's going on on the road, regardless of what our record is, that's a team that know they could see us come June. And you go dominate them at Boston, which we did, by the way, for all of 41 and a half minutes. Problem being, game's 48 minutes long. And in this league, six and a half minutes is an eternity, especially for a good team, great team. So... I said all of that to say, and what I was going into is mentally, if you dominate that team like that, then if you see them again in the finals, that's a huge mental hurdle for them to get over because of what they then believe. Like, and it's not that they believe that they can't beat you, but there's doubt. And if you can ever create doubt in an opponent, it's half the battle. Because the mental is so important to the battle. And so what that win could have done for us, looking much further than our 500 or right around 500 record, is mentally the the imprint that you could have left in one's brain, the thought, the doubt that you could have left in the Celtics. And like I said, Not that when you meet in June, that means anything more than they have another hurdle on top of beating us, the actual team in basketball. They have another hurdle that they have to deal with. And when you can start stacking up those hurdles, you you make it harder, tougher and tougher to get over them. And so that's what that could have done. You never can underestimate what a great win can do as far as momentum goes. You can never underestimate that. Getting a great road win like that and what it does. We missed that opportunity. And then, most importantly, how we carry ourselves as champions. You don't want to give games away. Great teams don't give games away. And that leaves a nasty taste in my mouth because that's something that we were doing earlier in the season. And to play a game like we played in Boston and then do that again, you, like where's the growth? You know, and, and, and so that's what we have to figure out is where's the growth? Like, okay, maybe you did do something early in the season, blow a game in Charlotte, right? Blow a game in Orlando. But where's the growth? 
And that's what we have to figure out as a team. We roll into uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, which for me, I'm a little bummed that I didn't that we didn't get the opportunity to play in Cleveland because, as you know, that's always a special place to play. Uh, just the history um, that we've had in that building, the moments that we've had, is always very nostalgic. And then also to for for the Cleveland Cavaliers to have a good team again and to go in that building and play against them. Last year we did, but you know they're even better this year and they've grown um, even more. A little salty, didn't get the opportunity to play in that game, but in saying that, um, you know, for good reason. But our young guys went into Cleveland and got it done. Ty Jerome, incredible game. Ty Jerome played, had 22 points and I think eight assists that game. Um, Jordan Poole, 32 points that game. Eight threes, seven or eight threes he made. To see those guys go out there, Jonathan Kaminga's first game back from injury had a great game, really good game. Really good game, didn't shoot the ball particularly well, missed some finishes, but that's all a timing thing, right? Like your first game back. But he was impacting winning. And that was actually beautiful to watch. And just kind of... and to watch him kind of pick up where he left off at uh, defensively, hounding guys, using his athleticism, using his gifts. Incredible to see Dante, I mean, uh, J.K. back. Uh, J. Mike came back. Uh, I think J. Mike had three threes against the Cavs. Really well, really good to see J. Mike back. Definitely, uh, you know, for both of those guys coming back, you know, add some length for us and some depth on the front line. So, uh, it was great to see J. Mike back and have a great game as well. Dante DiVincenzo, incredible game. So just to watch, you know, the young guys, Anthony Lamb, good game, knock some shots down. To watch the young guys put it together, um, MP, uh, excuse me, called him MPJ. I actually just had finished reading a story about MPJ. PBJ um, came in and hit some big shots. So just to watch the young guys, I think, you know, and, and, and speaking of growth, a month ago, we couldn't win that game. And so just Moses gave some, had some great minutes. So just to see the growth in the young guys, to understand, okay, we can go out and win a game like that now. That was huge. And that was good. And that was great for their confidence. And again, another one where you're like, oh, man, good win. We can build some momentum off that, right? Yes, of course we can. We roll into our first home game back from the trip, dominating Brooklyn, completely dominating them. Go up 17 in the first half, in the first half, up 12 points, comfortably. Play well in the third quarter. Actually, come out of halftime, and, and, and it all started to go downhill. We've struggled coming out of half times this year. Same old story. And so, again, another issue that where's the growth and when do we correct the issue? That's what we have to figure out. But, uh, I mean, let's just speak about the game. Kyrie Irving had a really, really good game. Uh, you know, 
quite frankly, for me as a competitor, to see Kyrie Irving back on the floor and thriving um, as talented as he is and what Kyrie Irving brings to this league, I think is absolutely amazing. I obviously had the opportunity to play against Kyrie Irving in three NBA finals. Yeah, three NBA finals. And just his skill set, absolutely incredible. Absolutely amazing. And he he caused a lot of issues for us. Uh, willed those guys back. And, and ultimately, they ended up taking the game. I thought Claxton played a really good game, just playing his role, getting drop-offs, put-backs, um, rebounded the basketball well, and really, really defended really well. Uh, no, the, you know, that, the, that team switches five. And I didn't think we did a good job of, like, if you just bring it down, get us, you know, run a pick and roll and get a switch, he's really good at that. He can move his feet, uses his length well, he's bouncy, quick. I didn't think we did a good job of putting him in situations with all the switching that they're doing that's uncomfortable for him. And there are some things that we could have done to make him uncomfortable as opposed to just running ball screens and, like, getting the switch because that's what they do. They're used to that. So can you attack them and make them guard things when they switch that they're not comfortable doing. And we did not do a good job of that at all. I just felt like we were sped up. I think there are times in a game where you have to realize when you you have to adjust. And initially, that was working. And then you have to uh, adjust and maybe go to a different style of offense, you know, at some point in the game if they start to figure that out. And that's on me because I'm usually the our coach on the floor, if you will, to kind of work through those things. And I have to do a better job of getting us slowed down. Like we were so sped up that the things that we could get to to bother all of their switching, we never got to. And so I did a poor job of that and I, and I have to do a better job of that. Um, but we scored enough points to win the game. We didn't get enough stops. When it was time, when it was down the stretch, we needed a couple stops to put the game away. We couldn't get the stops. And that was the same thing that happened in Boston. We couldn't get the stops. And so you have this theme here of, you know, it gets to a point in the game where, okay, you scored enough points. And if you get stops, you'll score more points. But if you're getting scored on every time and now you're playing against a set defense every play, it becomes much harder to execute and get points. And you're struggling on the other end. And so I think this boils down to stops. This boils down to us containing, uh, containing dribble penetration, not allowing uh, a Kyrie Irving to get in the paint and break our defense down every time and our whole defense collapses. But that doesn't just start with one guy. That starts by shrinking the floor so that Kyrie Irving doesn't see huge gaps. Because a ball handler like Kyrie Irving, I don't care what defender you put on him, he's going to get past the first defender or get an advantage. He's that good of a ball handler. Like, there were a couple times where he lost the ball where I normally, like, I'm getting that steal. And, like, you're going to reach for the steal, and that's just when he got you because he's going to, his handle is insane. It's like the best part of his handle is once he loses it at least when you think he's lost it. And so we have to do a better job of that. Um, on 
on against Boston, it was Marcus Smart getting into the paint. It was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown getting into the paint. And it just collapses your defense. But again, what we have to realize is that's not a one-guy task. That's not one guy that's just going to sit there and say, all right, you're not getting into this paint. It's also it's a communication thing. We have to communicate better because it switches. It's, you know, it's guard-to-guard screens. It's a big setting to guard on the screen, and now they get a switch and they get into the paint on the big. Like, it's communication. It's shrinking the floor. It's making sure your shell is tight. We're not doing a good job of that, and it's costing us games. And so it's very important that we understand where our mistakes are coming down the stretch, and it's all defensive-related. And those are mistakes that you can easily correct, but it have to tighten up. We have to tighten the defense up. Tip off the NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get 150 bucks in free bets, guaranteed. 150 bucks when you place your first $5 bet. Plus, FanDuel's the only sportsbook gives all its customers three months of NBA League Pass. Cool. When they make a $5 bet, that's all in the NBA. That way you can watch all the action you bet on. Everything from money line to point spreads to totals. Don't miss your chance. 150 bucks in free bets. Plus three months of NBA League Pass. Gotta put in the promo code Colin. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. That's our last few games. Uh, looking ahead to the Grizzlies game coming up on Wednesday, tomorrow. Um, 
obviously we know the history with these guys. We already played them once at home. Uh, we took the win on Christmas Day. They had been playing extremely well, uh, winning 11 or 12 straight, and, you know, got to reset a little bit. Uh, but we, we know who, who they are coming in here, uh, very talented young team, um, team that's looking to make that next step, take that next jump. And then, obviously, we've had our fair share of things with them over the last couple of years, um, losing playing game and then last year uh, sending them home in six. And, you know, there's never any shortage of bulletin board material. Everybody's trying to build it up to, like, be some rivalry. I don't think they've accomplished enough yet for us to consider it a rivalry, but it's always a great game, and it's one of those games that you're going to get up a little bit more than some other game. It's not the cliche, oh, every game is the same. It's not that. It's a big game. It's a fun game to play in. We know they're going to come and bring the best out of us. We're going to bring the best out of them, and it should be a good game. Ultimately, I always feel like, you know, I always say if we play our a good game, they play a good game, we win the game. We play our best, they play their best, we win the game. So uh, what? They're coming off a little drama, actually, um, with their game against the Lakers over the weekend. Uh, I think we all saw the, the Dylan Brooks, um, Shannon Sharp incident. Uh, what did I make of this this incident? I saw that Dylan Brooks said, oh, if that was just fan, they, they shouldn't be allowed. It's Shannon Sharp, bro. Shannon Sharp coming back in the game. Like, I get it. And, like, by law, is that true? Yes. But it's not true. It's one of those, like, unwritten laws where it's like, yeah, bro, Shannon, Shannon Sharp can come on the sideline and talk junk and, like, whatever. And, like, Shannon Sharp not getting put out the game. Also, you can't call Shannon Sharp a pedestrian. I, as someone who talks a lot of stuff to media and about media, like, Shannon Sharp is Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer. But this is also the same guy who, like, called them a dynasty. So... I guess the exaggerations be a little out there, and I get it. But, like, you can't call Shannon Sharp a pedestrian. I'm sorry, but Shannon Sharp is one of the greatest tight ends in the history of football. And he's turned into an incredible media personality. You can't, like, you just can't really refer to Shannon Sharp as a pedestrian. Because what that does is it make you look like a pedestrian. Because people immediately then say, well, what have you done? And then they line up the things that you've done and line them up next to Shannon Sharp. And, like, you're still in the middle of a career, but quite frankly, there's no comparison to, like, Shannon Sharp. Like, Shannon, Shannon Sharp is, like, literally one of the greatest tight ends of all time stamped by his Hall of Fame orange jacket. I'll give B Dylan Brooks the benefit of the doubt and say he's probably just watched Shannon Sharp 
talk on TV. And because he's Canadian, he don't quite know Shannon Sharp and he's younger. So maybe he don't know Shannon Sharp to be the great tight end that I grew up watching with the Denver Broncos and then and 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 then the Baltimore Ravens. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, he don't understand that. I hope that's the case. Because other than that, calling Shannon Sharp a pedestrian, either you're misinformed or you're being super emotional. And neither is good. So that's my take on the incident. What happened, I don't really care. But you got to know Shannon Sharp not getting kicked out. And you got to know Shannon Sharp is not a pedestrian. Shannon Sharp is like, yeah. So try not to do that one again. I was also very happy to see T and Shannon Sharp hugging it out, talking it out like men do. Um, as you know, the media will never show that. That's something you got to scroll through Instagram and find because it's not controversial. And who wants to see the two guys make up and talk and do things the right way and say, hey, man, we just had our disagreement. We had our difference or whatnot. But now we good and we worked this out and kept this amongst men. I respect that. I love it. Job well done. My my black brothers, much appreciated. Something our young children and young men need to see. Like you can have a disagreement, you can have your differences. It's okay to talk it out and it's all good. And and by the way, that doesn't mean whatever they didn't see eye to eye on after that conversation, they did, still didn't see eye to eye on it. That doesn't mean that. But they made it right and I respect that. Respected them two brothers. Uh, last but not least, before we get out of here, uh, <clears throat> the Rui trade um, between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Washington Wizards. Um, Washington Wizards are sending three second-round picks. Um, excuse me. The Los Angeles Lakers are sending three second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn to the Washington Wizards. The Los Angeles Lakers are getting Rui Hachimura back in the trade. What do I make of this trade? Um, how, as they say, uh, grade the trade. I would say the Lakers won the trade. Uh, not because, because I, I actually think Kendrick Nunn is going to go to Washington and play well. I think Kendrick Nunn is going to go to Washington and rediscover the Kendrick Nunn that we saw in Miami. And there's an opportunity for him to do that there. So I would say look out for that. But as of right now, as it stands, the Lakers won the trade for the right now. Why do I think that? Because the Lakers kind of have a log jam right there in the point guard spot with Dennis, Pat Bev kind of being that in-between, like point guard, defender, two, not really a two-point guard. Anyway, and it just wasn't working out for Kendrick Nunn. He missed all last year. I think their patience had worn thin, so he could never really solidify himself in the rotation. Oh, and then obviously you have Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook is always in a different category for me, so that's why I did not name Russ. But so I think it was just hard for Kendrick Nunn to find his footing. 
And I also think they're impressed with what they've seen with Max Christie thus far. Uh, Max Christie being a pretty good defender, playing hard, knocking some shots down now, getting to the hole. I think they're pretty impressed with what they've seen from Max Christie. But I also felt like the Lakers know that they have to make some moves. And this is a way of doing it and still holding on to those two first-round picks that they haven't want, wanted to get rid of. Now, here's what I will say. The Rui trade is very good for the Lakers because anytime you can get length and athleticism, it's always helpful. Rui can defend multiple positions. And Rui can stretch the floor and knock, knock the three down. Now, he's shooting it at 40%, which is really good. And it's not on one attempt a game or like he, he's shooting a good amount of them. But Rui's shot is the mid-range shot. And as you get into the playoffs, when you got a mid-range shot, that bowls well in the playoffs. And so I think this, the reason I say the Lakers win this trade is because this just adds another player that can do multiple things. And everyone is going to like how people will grade the trade. They'll say, well, they still need a true point guard or something or, or no. Or you know what they'll say? They need shooting, which we all can agree. They can use some shooting. Um, or a rim protector because, you know, people look and they're like, oh, they don't have this thing. They don't have that thing. And so it doesn't fit the makeup of what my templates say a team should be. Well, I am of the belief you need players that can play. Now, shooting, you do run up into a point to where you need some shooting because the, the paint will get tight during the playoffs. But rim protection, yeah, you got to have some rim protection, but they do have Anthony Davis, who's like an incredible rim protector. So I think this trade helps the Lakers. Like I said, the fact that Rui can shoot all of that is great, but the fact that he's another player that you trust and can play and put out there, and he's a respected NBA player. I always talk to people about, like, a player can play well, but if other players don't really respect that guy, it's only so much you can do. Like, respect. Like, when I look on the other end of the floor, and I'm like, okay, I respect that guy. That plays a big part in being successful in the NBA, and people don't understand that. And so for them to add just another respected guy, a guy who has a skill set, can defend, do the things that Rui does. I think this is a great trade for the Lakers. You hold on to those picks that you want to hold on to. You get rid of some uh, three second-round picks. Quite frankly, I came out of the second round, so you could be getting rid of a Draymond Green, but that's neither here nor there. You could be getting rid of a Jalen Brunson, but that's neither here nor there. So you could be getting rid of a Chris Middleton, but that's neither here nor there. You got Rui. I think that's a good trade for the Lakers. Does that get them over the hump? Not necessarily. Um, what's got to get them over the hump is what they've already had. Like, you don't really make trade often that just gets you over the hump in the middle of the season. Doesn't really happen often. So does it get them over the hump? No. What has to get you over the hump is LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Now, does it make them a better team? Absolutely. 100% a better team. He'll help them. So 
That's my take. That's also the top of the show. That's a wrap. This episode, shout out to everybody who's listening to this on Amazon app. And also shout out to our listeners and subscribers that's been here along this ride. Later in the week, we have a good interview. Make sure you check that out. I'm out till next time. Peace. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome to season nine of next question with me katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.